Hey there, it's Dr. Sophia Satterwhite, founder and CEO of She Heals the World. I'm so happy that you are tuning in to today's episode to hear the top lifestyle and business tips from women entrepreneurs all around the globe. If you found this show helpful, be sure to share it with a friend. That's how our community grows. Today's guest is coming up next. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show. So today I'm super excited to have Candice Molitor joining us. She is a content creator and she's going to talk to us not just about her business, but also how to embody unstoppable confidence as a woman entrepreneur. Candice, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I am so happy to have you. Can you tell everybody what you do and how you got started? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, in layman's terms, I guess I'm more of a social media coordinator. I create content for social media for brands, large and small. I also do consulting for brands who want to grow their audience and really start to make um, more of a presence on social media as a whole. And then I also do some self-love, body positivity, um, influencer and blogger work. Mm-hmm. And what made you get started in this field? So I actually got started in more of the photography field, which kind of lent itself to expanding more creatively, which is really nice. And right out of high school, I got a camera. I really wanted to learn how to take pretty pictures, like the kind that I saw on Tumblr and that I was really inspired by. And then it just started to grow from there. It was right around the time that Instagram was really kind of popping off and um, it really helped me learn how to network and grow an audience. And then from there, I sort of transitioned into doing it for other brands and then also doing it for my own personal brand. Mm -hmm. And at what point did this work actually turn into your business and like this full-time thing that you're doing? I was probably like, so I'm about six years into the thick of it now. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was probably by like year three to four that I realized that like this could actually be something that when one that I'm just good at in general, but also something that I could actually do as like a career. Mm -hmm. I could imagine that like when you were growing up, you never thought that you'd be like taking pictures for a living. (laughs) So what did you think you were going to be doing when you were growing up? (laughs) It's so funny. I feel like for a while, I thought I wanted to be a nurse. Um, in in high school, we do this thing called senior project, which is basically like you do you shadow a career path for about a month, and you you know you really get in there and you do everything that you're supposed to do. Um, and I volunteered at like a baby ward at a hospital. I was like filing papers and like doing all this stuff. And then I realized like I don't like blood. I'm not a huge fan of hospitals. <laughs> Um, me neither. <laughs> so that was really never going to turn out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, around that same time, I really started falling in love with photography, and it just kind of worked out to the best of my to the best way that it could have. Mhm, mhm. So you have this gift, and I can imagine that you know it wasn't all roses. Uh, creating this business and creating this brand. And so, what hurdles do you did you experience as you've been putting things together and like making this a full-time job. Yeah. You know, there's so many things I feel like, you know, nobody kind of tells you as like an entrepreneur or even just like a freelance contractor. And 
there are things that I had to learn, like how to produce invoices and the correct way to form like a deposit and, um, you know, even just like gaining clients and gaining repeat clients, like all of that stuff takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of learning and it takes a lot of trial and error, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were all things that, you know, I wish I knew a little bit more of getting into it, but obviously now doing it, you know, pretty much every single day, um, it's something that I'm really grateful that I learned early on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what are you most proud of so far in this beautiful work that you do? Um, you know, I, I work with brands large and small, like I said earlier, but you know, I'm, I'm really proud of like the larger scale, um, companies that I've worked with, but I think I'm most proud of being able to work one-on-one on a local scale with business owners. A lot of the small businesses I work with are right here in Portland. Um, a lot of them are businesses that I go to or like to support every day, whether it's restaurants or boutiques, and really being able to chat one-on-one with the owner, figure out what their goals are and help them achieve that on a social media scale is like really special to me. It's, it really just, it, it warms my heart and it does a lot for me like interpersonally. Yeah. Well, I think this is such a good time to go into, you know, what you're here to talk to us about today, which is this whole idea of confidence, because as it relates to being a woman in business and a lot of the women who listen in are coaches, are consultants, are wellness entrepreneurs, and they know that social media is their bread and butter. They have to show up. They have to um, share authentically. And I hear all the time that I'm afraid to do Facebook Live because I don't like how I look or I can't show up on Instagram because this photo, I have to take it like a thousand times and I don't like any of the ones that I took. And so um, I'm sure as a woman, you can imagine, you know, that and relate to the fact that we have so many things going through our head as it relates to showing up in our businesses in a bigger way. And so what tips do you have to share with us about how to embody unstoppable confidence? Absolutely. You know, I feel like I've I've been on my confidence journey from the time I was probably in middle school. You know, I grew up in a town where nobody really looked like me. I was adopted into an all-white family. And obviously in the media, like the standard of beauty isn't someone who is a plus-size woman of color, typically, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And so, you know, I feel like I had to, at a very early age, start to try to step into my own skin and become more comfortable in that. But leaping into social media really projected me into really trying to refine my confidence journey and and try to be comfortable in my own skin and you know i think the thing that i learned the most in in doing this whole thing is that it doesn't happen overnight i like to equate confidence building confidence to building a skill in some ways like learning a language it takes practice it takes time there are some days that are better than others and really just being patient with yourself is the best thing that you can do on your journey. Um, you know, there are other things you can do like positive affirmations, things that you say to yourself in the mirror, really trying to like experiment with your style and becoming more comfortable with choosing different clothing. Um, and those are all ways that you can really start to feel even more beautiful in your own skin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so what can someone do if like, today because and I I do this too to myself I will say I can't do you know I had a photo shoot in um 
London a few years ago and I kept saying to myself, I'm not going to fly to London and do this photo shoot until I lose 10 pounds. Like it's just not going to happen when I do, when I do lose the 10 pounds, then I'll take the pictures and then I'll show up. And I just kept delaying it and delaying it and delaying it. And mind you, my audience then obviously was not getting the value that I could be giving them because I was spending so much time judging myself. So what can someone do that's like kind of like a fast, track to like getting confident quickly so that they can stop themselves in their tracks when they start to get those thoughts and like do the post or do the photo shoot and just start to show up tomorrow, you know, like immediately. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, the biggest thing is just really trying to accept yourself and meet yourself where you are at currently and knowing that where you are at now is enough and where you will be at in the future is enough. Um, and recognizing that, you know, those are areas that, you know, you should be working on in, in terms of self-improvement. But now in the moment, you know, your audience needs you. They're there for you, for whatever skills that you have to offer them. And they don't care if you feel like there's a little, you know, roll of fat over the bra strap. Like, they don't <laughs> care about that. You know, they want to see you and they want to hear from you and what you have to offer the world, you know, and in terms of, you know, just feeling better about yourself in front of the camera, like there are days 100% where I feel maybe a little more insecure about something than I do on another day. But in terms of like becoming more comfortable in front of the camera, practice is so key. I feel like being able to feel more confident in myself when I take photos has to do with all the times that I've just practiced at home with my iPhone. Like those are simple, easy things to do daily to help you feel more confident in your angles or just more confident just seeing yourself on camera, like looking beautiful, smiling, looking your best self always. Mm-hmm. One thing that you said that is so interesting that I never thought about until I started having to take pictures and, and show up in a public way online was that like the angles piece is a real thing. And you can actually like go on TikTok and go on Instagram and follow a lot of photographers and look at the angles that they're using for pictures. And it doesn't, you're not changing yourself. You're not changing how you look, but you're practicing how to stand. Modeling is an actual job <laughs> for people. And you do, it is a skill set that sometimes some training and some kind of exposure to it can help you to feel a little bit more confident in how you're taking your own pictures, you know, putting your arm up for example, uh, in, in a photo or, or extending your leg could really change how you feel about that photo being out there. Do you have any other like resources or hacks that you use just to kind of support you in knowing how to pose or where to pose or, or how to show up physically uh, in this space that, you know, we all have kind of stumbled into as accidental models, <laughs> accidental yeah. and very natural, authentic models. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I see things just on Instagram that inspire me all the time. And I think like you mentioned, like those TikTok almost tutorial videos, videos are really great. And I love the transparency in those as well, because, you know, like you said, modeling is a skill and it's something that I think really enhanced my confidence when I was learning how to like pose in front of the camera. But I think it also shows that, you know, not everybody steps in front of the camera looking like an, you know, a runway model, like even yes. the models don't look like that. And I think yes. it's important for people to understand the connection between like, you know, stepping in front of the camera and extending your leg versus stepping in front of the camera and just kind of standing straight in front, you know, like there are definitely like different angles that you can incorporate to make yourself feel better. But you also know that like, 
that models all over the world do all of these things and nobody kind of just gets out of bed looking like that. <laughs> exactly. The I woke up like this is not a reality. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Let's get a little bit um, deeper here with just like some of like, I know that there are some people that are in the space of, okay, it's just as simple as me just learning how to pose. And I'll just watch a few videos and like, okay, I got this. But then there are other people who have a deep sense of trauma that they've experienced growing up where they just constantly hear in their head that they're not good enough, they're ugly, they're this, they're that. And um, that can feel you know, very traumatic trying to face it so that you can get further along in your business. But it also um, can handcuff you in a variety of areas of your life as well. And one thing that you mentioned was this whole idea of affirmations. And I'm wondering when you started your affirmation journey, um, what that looked like for you and like, how did it really change how you how you showed up on online? I mean, I don't know if you had any trauma as it relates to your confidence? I know there's so many women who have, but I think that affirmations are a really good way to start to heal some of that um, if you like honestly and genuinely do them and, and take them seriously. But can you just give us a little bit more insight about what that was like for you? Absolutely. I mean, I would say just growing up as like a plus size black woman in America and in a town that was predominantly white, there's a lot of traumas that go along with just trying to feel beautiful in your own skin on a daily basis. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think in general, like, you know, the media also kind of has this portrayal of what a woman should look like. So it's very hard to escape those feelings of not enough because you're surrounded by the language that you're not enough. Um, and so, you know, the body positive movement, finding that when I really started to delve into my own like personal journey on Instagram, finding um, women, but just people in general who had body types and skin tones that looked like mine and seeing them feel more confident enough to just show their bodies and show themselves as they are on Instagram was really inspiring to me um, and really helped me when figuring out, you know, what way I want to present myself online. Mm -hmm. um, and positive affirmations had a lot to do with that as well. I think it was, you know, a, a kind of collection of seeing the imagery, but also seeing a lot of the language just in a more pos body positive aspect. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it goes hand in hand. So, you know, there are tons of affirmations that you can say to yourself every morning. You can write them on sticky notes. You can write them in journals. And I think they really are helpful if you try to really lean into that. But I think also diversifying your feed on Instagram or TikTok or whatever social media platform you're really active on can really do a lot for your mental state in terms of just feeling better on a day-to-day -day basis when you're on those apps. If you leave Instagram feeling terrible about your life and your body, that's you're not making your feed a good place to be, right? You've gotta start looking for people that look like you and that really start to enhance this more positive, accepting, diverse image. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, that is such a good point. And I think that very often when people talk about social media, I always hear it from the standpoint of complaining about it. Like, oh, social media, it's causing people to become more distant. It's causing people to become this or that. And essentially, 
I mean, growing up as someone who was alive before social media somewhat, um, you know, I feel like it's been such a gift and a blessing to us because before social media, we only had the traditional media to rely on. And so there was only, and to some extent, sometimes in some spaces still is, one standard of beauty. But when you do kind of open up your feed and expose yourself and quote unquote, like you said, diversify your feed, you can see that there are a world, there's a world of natural beauty out there. There's a world of diverse beauty out there that is literally redefining what is accepted as beautiful. And there's been a very large movement on becoming more authentic and in almost, you know, not just accepting all bodies, but also knowing that like the body images that have been fed to us are not always as healthy as we have have thought them to be. And so um, I think there is some personal power in recognizing that you do, and it is your responsibility to make sure that as you're on social media, that you are feeding your mind with those kinds of realistic and empowering images so that you don't get stuck into that comparison trap, trying to, you know, identify with someone that you may never look like or will never look like and elevating that over over who you really are. So I, I really love that tip. That was helpful. Yeah. So I would love to talk about a little bit um, on your turning point. Uh, at what point did you actually feel confident enough because you mentioned that you kind of grew up in in a space where you weren't that confident and you constantly had to feel like you weren't the standard um, of of beauty that is kind of emulated in in your town or in your state. At what point did you take your power back? At, At what point were you like, you know what, now is the time for me to show up and shine as myself? I think it really started after high school when, you know, everyone I knew was kind of like dispersing, going to different colleges. And I was left kind of figuring out my path and getting into photography more. Um, I mean, quite literally, I didn't have a lot of access to models. And so a lot of time I was just trying different like ideas and looks on myself. <laughs> mm. And it was really through like experimenting with styles and different makeup looks and hairstyles that um, I started to feel a little bit more confident. And, you know, I learned more about how to be present in front of the camera and all of those things. And I feel like that really started the physical aspect of me feeling confident in like my body. Um, And then the more I grew as far as like my skills in photography and learning more about social media, I started feeling more confident just in my skills and abilities as a person. Um, and those things combined, I feel like really helped kickstart my full, like confidence journey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that. So I'm going to cheat and ask you a social media <laughs> tip since we are wrapping up the, the confidence pieces. And I really want people to take what you're saying and do something with it. When folks feel like they are fully confident and they're ready to start showing up online, showing up on Instagram. How often do you think they should show up as themselves? Absolutely. I mean, you know, honestly speaking, if you're feeling ready to show up and you feel like you can do it confidently, I don't see anything wrong with doing something a little bit on the daily. And that Mm. doesn't mean posting to your feed necessarily every single day, but it could be posting a story of you on a walk, or it could be posting a selfie if you feel cute. 
Um, it could be posting a photo of you and your friends together. I think if you can show up and show yourself on the daily in some degree, I think it will start a pattern of feeling more comfortable and confident on the fly. That way, when you have you know, a photo shoot in London that shows up on your lap, you feel like you can do this. You feel confident. You're like, well, I'm in front of the camera every day. I'm on Instagram. I'm talking to my friends. I'm doing this. And yeah, the photo shoot should be no problem. I feel like I can get this, you know? Mm, absolutely love that. Beautiful, Candace. These tips have been so helpful. Any final tips that you have for our audience on how to embody unstoppable confidence as a woman entrepreneur? I think just a simple reminder to be patient with yourself and to try and recognize when, you know, negative self-talk creeps up because that's when your practice can really come to fruition and, and help you through days that maybe are a little bit different than other days, you know, or a little less positive than other days. And being patient, knowing that it's a journey and diversifying your feed enough so that you feel support on, you know, maybe the down, the down days. Mm-hmm. If you could look back and give your 10 year younger self any piece of advice, what would it be? I think I would say to just believe in myself, believe in my abilities. You know, graduating high school, I really didn't didn't know what my future was going to look like. I'd already ruled out nursing, right? And <laughs> and I I think I was a little bit down on myself back then and, and, and thinking that if I didn't have it all figured out by the age of 18, then it was all over for me. And that's that's not true. And just knowing that, you know, if you trust in your abilities and you believe that you can do something, if you set your mind to it, that you truly can do it. Um, and it, it, it may sound a little bit cliche, but it's, you know, coming from somebody who thought they were going to be a nurse who hated blood like less than 10 <laughs> years ago. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, life just has a different path in store for you. And so I think you just kind of like be patient, trust and believe and just kind of ride the wave as it comes. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> ride the wave and go with it. How can our audience find and support you? I am on Instagram. Um, that is where I'm most active. You can find me at hey.candice on Instagram. And I'm also on TikTok under the same name. Um, and I do some like fashion tutorial looks, that kind of fun stuff, some home decor stuff. So you can find me over there as well. Oh, I can't wait to check you on TikTok. I'm far too old to be on TikTok, but I am loving it anyway. So <laughs> you have a new follower. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Candace, and I can't wait to have you back. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and there you have it. Thank you for listening to the She Heals the World talk show, where you can learn not only how to design your business, but also design your life. To learn more about how to live by design, grab a freebie at sheheelstheworld.com forward slash freebie.